did uh, did did um did did you did did you did did um did did you did you want to open? I can open. I'm gonna open up with my heart and my door. I'm gonna open the door. The door is now open. It's not because if it was, the cats would come in and be annoying. I'm I, I'm all about the lies tonight, Cameron. We're gonna lie a fuckload. This is the uh, opinions are expensive podcast. You're Chad. I'm Cameron. We uh, never talk about Warhammer, World of Warcraft, or uh, what's the other thing we talk about a lot? Ponies. Yeah, we're not gonna talk about fucking ponies. We don't, we don't do any of that. We're 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 the podcast lies tonight. Um, how, how you doing? We're we're doing a Saturday show. I'm on. I just slammed a cup of coffee. Yeah, actually, I don't. Um, I'm I'm drinking water right now, and I have a beer that I might get into later. I didn't plan on drinking for the show today, but also I keep yeah, looking same. at it. Yeah, I was. Um, so my brother is hanging out with a friend. My mom's um visiting her parents so i was like hey dad what do you want to do for supper and he's like i don't know i could like make soup or something and i was like or we could just go to quick trip and be lazy and so we did that and that was fun and then uh he's like do you want a beer and i was like hold that thought i gotta record a podcast with my good friend cameron but if you're still up for a beer after i might be down for a beer we drank a little too much yesterday but like i didn't wake up hungover so no lesson learned what was, uh, oh, today is the first day of Oktoberfest. Yep, yep. Actually, uh, in lacrosse, it started yesterday. Um, yeah, I guess it starts on Fridays. Uh, but I was gonna go today, and that didn't work out. So I'm looking at maybe doing it tomorrow, but now it looks like tomorrow won't work out. Aww. And I, the whole reason I wasn't drinking was I figured, well, I'm probably gonna end up drinking at Oktoberfest, so I shouldn't get any beer. Yeah. And so now it's like, well, now I'm sitting home alone and I'm bored. So I could be productive oh, or I could go to 7-Eleven and get a beer. 7-Eleven beer sounds like a really nice, like, back pocket answer to a lot of problems. Unfortunately, it is a frequently used answer to most of my problems. But it's 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 reliable. And you know what? We like reliable things on this show. It's funny, um... Winona, where I took you for that museum, apparently this weekend, while Oktoberfest is going on, they're doing like their own version of Applefest, and it's like a Polish thing, so there's going to be a lot of like Polish beer and Polish food, and then jazz music, which is not Polish, but I guess what they could source today. So that's where my brother is. He, he's, he's doing Applefest instead of Oktoberfest, and then I'm at my house because I don't want to go anywhere near Oktoberfest. Those puckers are animals. And that's scary. Could I take this moment to complain about something? A hundred percent. I don't like, or rather it's over, so I didn't like the uh, Fortnite crossover with Attack on Titan. Okay. That's my story. All right, I got bad news. I can't hear you. Okay. How about now? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I think it's my issue. For whatever reason, my headphones have been not interfacing with the interface very well, but I, I can hear you now. Okay. Okay, so where did I drop off? Um, Or drop out, rather. I kind of missed all of it. Okay, this is Opinions Are Cheap with Cameron and Chad. Okay, no, we did that part. Okay. You you had a complaint, and then my headphones were like, we can't do this. And I was like, no, but I like Cameron's complaints. They're usually entertaining. I'm going to have a fun time editing this whole segment. I'm sorry. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, okay, here's my thing. Um, I, I was giving you a jumping on part to discuss Attack on Titan. Oh, Okay, yeah, we can do that. I started rewatching Attack on Titan um, this week because my brother's like, "Hey, we should rewatch this." We, you know, we got the Crunchyroll on the Crunchyroll. And I've been interested to go back to the show because I know there's a lot of neat stuff and there's a lot of neat mystery. Uh, when I first tried to watch this, must have been six years ago. 
I remember hating the hell out of the first handful of episodes, especially Aaron as a character. Like, the first two episodes are good, but he's annoying. And then he dies, and then he comes back to life, and I was really sad. So I was curious, like, how I was going to feel about it with uh, so much time has passed. You know, tastes have changed a little bit. And I, I, I like it a lot more than I thought I would. Like, he's still kind of annoying, but he seems more manageable than uh, when I first tried to watch this show. There, there's stuff that, that doesn't, that doesn't, I don't think, work very well. But ultimately, I'm having a lot more fun with it than I thought I would. And I, I don't know how to, what to make of that. Um, because there's, what, like four seasons now? Or five? So I got, I got a ways to go if we decide to watch the whole thing. I only ever watched the first season um, when I first tried to watch it. I'm going to say I watched the first episode. And I was just not feeling it at all. Like, at all. I didn't care about any of the art. I didn't like any of the characters. I didn't think the monsters were that interesting. I think if you buy into it right away, the first episode is like a legitimately amazing first episode of an anime. It There's definitely some like exposition stumbles. Exposition stumbles. But I, I think I think we, we, it does a lot very well um, to, to get you introduced to everybody and everything going on. And Aaron as like an insufferable anime protagonist makes a little more sense because first he's young and then, uh, you know, his parents die and that's sad and he's, uh, he's angry and all that all makes sense. So episodes one and two, I think are pretty good. And then I like three and four a lot more. And then five was fine, but kind of grading. There's one where like you find out Mikasa's backstory um, and then, like, it turns out she gets, like, kidnapped, and they're gonna sell her into sex slavery, and that's bad. And then, like, 12-year-old Aaron kills, like, three adults to free her and, and save her. And I'm like, what, on what fucking planet is this 12-year-old, like, John Wicking a bunch of adults who are into crime? Like, it's really stupid. I... That episode yeah, did not hold up. I, anime is one of those things where sometimes I'm I'm not sure if they're supposed to be uh notable power levels or not like um i you know okay this is a problem that star wars has where if you look at force powers too hard and you try to like really think about it a lot of them don't make sense in in different ways uh specifically because they would just be utilized differently like if you could levitate things I feel like you would just like levitate yourself and like fly over a big thing instead of having to swing on a rope, you know? Yeah, that's fair. It's it's yeah, it's stuff like that where um it, the the what you're watching, the movie you're watching isn't literally about a space wizard and what he does. It's like a stage play and you're told what you're supposed to care about or not. So when they say that a moment is dramatic, it's the actors acting dramatic about it, not you legitimately feeling the tension in the room through good acting. You know what I mean? Okay. I think so. So, like, what was it? Uh, Qui-Gon Jinn got stabbed once and then died. But also he was alive long enough that he could, like, hold on and then give Obi-Wan, like, a, a passing comment, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very like. But other soap characters will get stabbed once the exact same way, and no one seems to care. Sure. I feel like at a certain point, that's just like storytelling, though. Like the characters that are important get a lot more dramatics than the characters that aren't. I might but be um th- my point a little more well, transparent. Yeah. But with my Star point Wars. is, anime falls into that, <laughs> where sometimes you're just kind of told that someone's capable of doing something, and then suddenly they're not. Where it's like, okay, who's actually stronger, okay. or who would actually win in a fist fight? And it's not like they're actually measuring the fighting ability. It's that, oh, it's important at this point that he loses. And so then what happens is he lost. You know, they don't like they don't always line up correctly in a way that you know the math checks out per se. Yeah, I think I think that can be a really like big problem with shonen anime, especially where uh, there there are a lot of like. The plot has a direction and it needs to go there. I'm reminded of like Dragon Ball Z when it looks like Vegeta is going to like kill Cell. And then Cell's like, wait, if I if I observe the androids, I'll be even stronger. And then you get to fight someone even stronger. And Vegeta's like, fuck yeah, I want to do that right now. That's amazing. 
And he always struck me as like weirdly more practical than Goku. Like I feel like Goku would be okay with that, but not Vegeta because Vegeta likes to kill people that are weaker than him. And so that whole scene was it was really frustrating when you go back and rewatch it and you're an adult with adult tastes and, and story structure. And I'm sure That's like Naruto and all the others, you know, have, have those in spades too. Um, I'm not far enough in Attack on Titan to know how much of a shonen I need to treat it because I know it's definitely tonally a bit different than something like Dragon Ball Z or Naruto or uh, Demon Slayer. Little, a little probably closer to Demon Slayer. Um, but I think Demon Slayer has got more heart to it. Like that's you know it, that one is capable of having fun, and Attack on Titan is a lot less interested in that. I guess okay. Let me ask you this again because I only watched the first episode. What is the plot as a whole of Attack on Titan? So I w- I would say like the bulk plot. I mean like the main character Aaron. His like. His whole goal is he wants to kill all the Titans because he wants revenge. And so he's really mad and he's he's funneling that into I'm going to join the army and I'm going to go out and I'm going to become one of the, the surveyor people and I'm going to go just fucking kill Titans. Um, right now, weird Titans are like showing up that are capable of and, and big enough to destroy the protective walls around the people. And so uh, they're having a lot of like population loss, but then also loss of food and, and other things that the city needs to survive because they lost like all the farmland was in the outer ring and that all got taken over by titans so the the city is kind of under siege by these weird giant zombies basically now as things go on you start to learn that there are certain titans that are actually humans that are just they turn into titans kind of like like giant weird uh, mechs like they're inside and they get to control them and so it goes it starts off it's very like zombie horror um, with a very angry protagonist that wants to kill all the zombies, and then it turns into like a really strange mech anime. And beyond that, I have no idea where it goes. Only that there's a lot of like mystery afoot because the city that everybody lives in, no one knows like when or how it was built. Only that it was here, and hey, the Titans can't get in until they can. And there's like technology and missing information. And you, you start to wonder, like, how much of this land is engineered? What's really beyond the walls? Because no one survives long enough outside to come back and say, hey, this is the kind of country we live in. So there's this really weird, like, um, like the characters are in, like, a playpen and being watched. But th- that's never, like, said anywhere. But you kind of get that vibe that, like, there's, like, a social experiment going on. And um, I don't I don't really know. And so that's part of, like, what's really kind of captivating. And you're just, like... There are so many neat plot points that could pay off really well. My worry is that none of them do just because when you start addressing mysteries like that, there's usually not like a good answer. Like you're always going to be somewhat unsatisfied, but I don't know what any of the answers are. I've only ever seen season one and a lot of season one is um, Aaron kind of like developing as a character for he gets these weird powers. So, you know, he's like, an interesting military tool, but he's also kind of got to deal with his own neuroses because he wants to kill all the Titans and, and doesn't really care much about strategy. And and so there's, you know, how does he fit into the military? How do people treat him? He isn't like, like I say, he's not my favorite anime character. So there is some like friction there where I'm just like, I don't really care how they treat him because he's kind of an asshole and kind of annoying. But then, like I said, he's, he's a bit better so far with my current watch. So we'll see how that how that works out. There is a very big cast of characters and like no one is kind of safe. So it had that Game of Thrones thing going on because this came out when A Song of Ice and Fire was getting really popular, too. And people were comparing them where it's like, oh, you never know who's going to die in the next episode because the show is definitely willing to kill off main characters, which is never heard that. I have a feeling as it goes on, a lot of people are going to be like driving titan mechs because i know by the time i stopped i think aaron was the only good guy that could do that and then we find out there's some bad guys that can do that too but no one knows like where this power really came from and so that's its own question like what the fuck is going on i hope it doesn't get too goofy but i also imagine it will kind of follow that shonen arc where the thing's got to keep escalating in terms of power and the only way to do that is to just make things dumb by the end I hope not though um 
let's so you you mentioned something uh, earlier about how like nobody goes outside or whatever like there's this isolation thing um something that i was told was that a lot of it's about like politics and like the oh the the government could do more to help us but they're like corrupt or whatever like that kind of story um does that come up often or like i i thought that's what it was like about but it sounds like maybe that's like um, maybe a, a story arc or a moment here and there and not really the theme. I don't I don't know if it's entirely like it's been a while since I've seen the entirety of season one. There's shit I don't remember that would turn out to be like, oh, yeah, that's really important. I'm surprised I forgot that. Um, I know there is definitely talk about like the government's role in all of this. And there is definitely like people that, hey, I want to join the military and do really well so I can become you know, basically a guard in the innermost part of the city because I will never have to see a Titan ever. And there's a comment that, like, why are we rewarding the best soldiers with, like, all this safety and then we send out the worst soldiers to get eaten by the Titans? You know, the, the, so there there is some of that. Um, there's definitely talks about, you know, what do you do with the limited resources that you have uh, and soldiers treating civilians really poorly? Um, so there's there's definitely, like, some of that. I'm not entirely sure where it goes or like what it's trying to say yet because it's I'm just like too early on in, and I know once Aaron starts turning into a, a monster, like that takes some pretty big focus of everything else. Like, hey, what do we do with this guy? Uh, can we trust him? Is he you know is this bad or is this good? I want to say I, I think- had once heard that like the whole thing is a metaphor for like Palestine and Israel. Okay, and I think that's a. F- a funny thing to say, but I, I honestly cannot believe it. I don't believe it's true. Just based on what I know of, like, Japanese culture, they're, they're, they're a pretty insular, like, group of people. Um, I don't, I can't imagine someone sitting down to be like, you know what I'm going to do is write a metaphor for Israel and, and, and Palestine when we've had, like, nothing to do with that situation ever. Well, that's probably not quite true, but... You know, like it, 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 it seemed it seemed a little ridiculous. I, I don't really buy it, and I guess until I, I get to where maybe people started talking about that, I can't really comment on it. I guess another question I have it's it, it's interesting because this is one of these shows that I know Attack and Titan's been around, and it's one of these things where I will see people wearing uh, jackets with the logo on the back. You know that like that crest or whatever that the military uses, oh, where yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, that's like they take it serious. You know, it's not like Attack on Titan, the T-shirt, but it's like borderline cosplay where they really like the jacket, and the it's just one of these cool. things like where the, the outfits I, are neat. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think I can understand that, but I find it funny that I'll kind of forget about it, right? And then it'll like show up in Fortnite, and there's a big crossover and everything. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess that was a thing, huh? And I don't hear people ranting and raving the same way as when it was new. And I heard that the ending wasn't satisfying. So I guess maybe it is Game of Thrones. You know, like, so the <clears throat> people talk about how, hey, Game of Thrones is ended and no one talks about it any- anymore because the ending was that bad. And I guess my follow up is sort of like, well, no one talks about it anymore because it's over. And like, unless you rewatch it, like it, it fell out of the zeitgeist because it's over, and and no one really watches reruns anymore because everything is like view on demand. Like everyone liked how Breaking Bad ended, as far as I know. I never saw the end of that. Um, but no, I don't hear people talking about Breaking Bad anymore either. And it's not like it fell out of the, it fell out of the zeitgeist because you know it's it, the show ended a while back. And so I think maybe Attack on Titan had probably a similar structure that most long running shows do, where it, Season one is kind of big. Season two is bigger because more people are watching it. Season three is the biggest. And then it starts kind of dipping down because retaining that many people from start to finish is kind of an impossible task. And then if the show does end poorly, it it stops. It doesn't really show up on like the listicle sites, you know, the best 10 best anime of the 2010s or whatever, uh, because people go, oh, well, maybe it wasn't if the ending wasn't that good. And then just it just kind of falls out of conversation. And my guess is that there's nothing that dramatic about it. It's just how kind of shows operate. I'm trying to remember 
why I didn't like the show other than Aaron. Because I, I, when I watched the first season, it was kind of like I had to force myself to do it. I was really not into it at all. And I'm curious if that's going to happen this time. If like there's a plot point or a tone shift or something that just will happen that I'm going to be like, man, I fucking hate this. Because I felt like I was... um. You know, the odd one out when it, when it was really popular. And I was like, I don't really like that one. And everyone's like, no, Attack on Titan's fucking awesome. And so it, it's it's kind of funny where no one really talks about it much anymore. So I'm going back and rewatching it. And I'm like, oh, actually, there's some pretty neat shit here. Curious, curious where it goes. It is fun going back, though. I <laughs> Like rediscovering something you overlooked um, and still being able to appreciate it is always a good feeling. Yeah, um... I, I am kind of waiting for the shoe to drop just because it hasn't been that long. I mean, I guess six years is a while, but I feel like like my taste change over the course of like my 20s to my 30s has been somewhat dramatic. But it was like more dramatic, like early 20s to early 30s than like mid 20s to early 30s. So I don't feel that much different now than I when I was at like 27 or 28. So we'll we'll see. I guess, and you haven't finished it, so I can't really ask you about the ending. Yeah, there was a time where I was really tempted to look it up, and it's possible I did, and I just don't remember it. But I I definitely don't know how it ends, or what some of the answers are to questions. I just know that I believe we get them, and I don't remember people being that mad about it, but I also was like so unplugged from the this as a, a piece of zeitgeist that... I probably just like, oh, I saw the thread title on some website and just didn't read it. So I think like the cool part from Attack on Titan is just the uh, the swinging around thing. Yeah, the Spider-Man belts. The Spider-Man belts. Um, that was the fun part of the Fortnite was swinging around. Uh, but the problem was I didn't like the there's like a rocket launcher thing. Where it's like a it's like a giant needle or rod or something. Is that did you get to that part in the show? No. Okay. I just wanted reassurance that maybe that's really cool in context, and that's why they put it in there. And they didn't just put it in there to piss me off. I would hope, buddy, I have no idea. What was oh yeah th- I think something that I didn't care about it is like the tone being I I can't tell if it's trying to be horror or if it's trying to be drama because it seems like a lot of the characters are like miserable all the time and then it'll like yeah, turn and- into like a cool action sequence but it's like they're miserable and I'm, and like I don't care like it <laughs> it seemed messy I guess yeah um I I know early on like where I'm at right now. The one of the things that like really struck me is like a neat choice is that the first major fight Aaron gets into, uh, someone he likes gets killed in front of him. He's like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna get revenge, and he's charging after this Titan, and another one shows up and like gets him out of the air and literally bites his legs off, and then is gonna like kill someone else, and Aaron uses his his gravity or his uh Spider Man belt to save him. Then he gets eaten, and so it really feels like more of a horror thing um with some drama like but not not as much like it's really like oh this is this is a different kind of like action anime than what you're used to because the main character just died we spent you know six or seven episodes building him up and now he is now he's food i know as it goes on there are longer droughts where there's less fighting and more just like the characters being forced to interact with each other and then uh heads butting and and stuff like that I don't remember enough about it, but I mean, it is possible that it doesn't delicately slide into a more like dramatic show away from the action. And like, that's what didn't work. And the pacing gets kind of weird. Um, I guess I'll have to report back uh, once we get to that point. I don't remember if I brought this up on the show or not, but I watched a video summarizing a lot of Made in Abyss. Have you seen that? I am not. My brother has seen most of it and seemed to really like it. And it's another one of those shows that I think you can only get it at like through Amazon. And so we just haven't been. Yeah, I don't get it. It seems like it it, like it seems like misery porn, but for no reason. 
You know what I mean? Maybe. It's like the creator really wants these characters to be sad. And so he makes them sad. Sure. You're like, okay. I think there's probably... I don't know anything about Made in Abyss. Um, there is a delicate touch to like how you handle how much I think uh, tragedy and, and, and drama should be in a story before it gets kind of overbearing to the point where it becomes like a parody of itself. Like the reverse of that, I've heard comedians that do a lot of like rom-coms talk about like the rom-com can't really work and be funny if there are no stakes. Like you need to have, there needs to be a balance of like bad things happening um, that are that are realistic and not funny to make the jokes feel that much more funny. And then you come away with like an actual emotional experience. And so shows that are like nothing but miserable, I think fall on the reverse of that where it just becomes like boring to be that miserable without without something to offset it. And you know, sometimes also when I'm watching media that was made in a different country, I always kind of wonder is this just a cultural difference? Like does Attack on Titan make a lot more sense to Japanese sensibilities than mine? But then it's like, I look at the American audience responding, like, everybody seems to like it. It's like, okay, no, I'm just out of the loop. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I kind of don't know if you gave it a fair shake if you only watched the first episode. Admittedly, if you didn't uh, like it, um, you know, that's fair and, and, and whatnot. Like, I think the first episode is quite good. And, you know, the first, like, after, after two, it, it kind of, it takes a little bit of a dip because it's got to do anime things. He's got to go to military school and we got to introduce a bunch of characters and we got to introduce a bunch of new concepts. And so you get that kind of like anime shown in exposition stuff. Um, I don't think it's handled like the worst I've ever seen, but it's still like part of the structure that I don't totally care for. I know the, the rule of thumb with anime is largely like you should give it like three episodes, uh, before you kind of write it off. And, it really does seem like it can take three episodes for a show to find its footing. And I don't know if that's just because of how it's made, if it has to do with how they tell stories, um, or a little bit of both. Yeah, I also, like, uh, have you been watching Ahsoka? No, we we, um, we keep meaning to give it a try, because uh, watching the Star Wars stuff with my parents on Disney Plus has been really fun. But that first episode's like 45 or 50 minutes long, or maybe even it's a full hour, I'm not sure. And so just like finding an hour where like nobody has anything going on that night has been a little difficult. I'm hoping maybe like Sunday we'll, we'll, we'll give it a go after supper. My Star Wars friend recommended it, but he also told me to just skip the first two episodes because I don't need to see him. And As someone who's not watched Clone Wars, I'm kind of thinking maybe... I need to watch the first two episodes because I have a feeling there's going to be a lot yeah. of like heavy exposition lifting. It, it, it's mostly like, not remember like this guy? This is where he's been. Remember her? This is where she's been. And it's like, well, yeah, I figured, you know, whatever. And so w what's funny to me is like with anime, sometimes you get that thing about how, oh, you have to watch this anime. When it gets to episode 48, dude, it all pays off. And with Ahsoka, it's like, a season is six episodes and it's like oh yeah just skip the first half just watch the last three episodes it's great and it's just like yeah that's i uh, want to be able to watch something where it's just good and you can watch it without asterisks and guides on how to like properly mitigate the awful parts of it yeah and i don't know if i watch enough tv shows right like like we just got done watching the bear um which was on who uh, i think an fx show so it was on hulu and it was really good uh, from start to finish, I really, really enjoyed that. Is like a dramatic, somewhat funny uh, story about people running a a restaurant in Chicago. Um, highly recommend. So I'm like, oh yeah, there's that show. Like if you want that, I know. I, I feel like um most of the shows I've watched recently that I like, and there haven't been that many of them, just because I don't watch a lot of TV. But like they've been pretty good. I, I feel like my track record so far, um, has been good. And even like some of the Star Wars stuff that's not great is still entertaining enough to keep going. So I don't know. I think the only TV show I, I can recommend, like to, that, just stands on its own, is uh, Severance. At least you know in in recent years. Okay, I haven't seen that I can't one. Recommend that enough. I wonder where that's streaming. Apple. 
Oh, okay. I really like um, What We Do in the Shadows. I know there's a new season of that out right now. I haven't seen it yet. But that's fun. I'm excited yeah. to watch it. But that's fun. You know, I think I changed the subject. Was there anything more you wanted to say on Attack on Titan? Um, I kind of want to talk about uh, Mikasa, uh, the the stepsister, or adopted sister. I don't know. She's kind of like a sister to Aaron. Um, okay. I remember when this show came out, she was... No, no, not not my house. That's that's good. Um, but like she was a really big promotional element to it, right? She you saw her on a lot of posters and a lot of like trailers and stuff. And um I I remember it just she they try so hard, they want to make her like the really cool edgy character, and she's such a fucking Mary Sue, and I don't use that term very lightly, which she really is. And um I remember kind of enjoying her as sort of like a, a grounding to Aaron when I first watched it. Like, oh, at least she's on screen, you know, you know, something she might do something cool. And now I'm watching, I'm like, God, she's so insufferably good at literally everything, and she's so tragic in specific ways that make her like that kind of character. And she's cold and she's brooding, so she's cool. And she's just all of those things put together and it, like just feels like manufactured. Uh, to be like the teenager's favorite character, and she's a hot girl too, so we can like do fun fan art of her and make her boobs really big. And I just I, I find her kind of insufferable right now, and it makes me think of that kind of archetype on characters. Um, usually, it's maybe like the the foil character or the rival, but like like Sasuke to Naruto, right? Like Sasuke is very brooding and very um tragic in specific ways. Uh, and very different to Naruto, and and people seem to like him. I know, like like all the girls in show liked Sasuke because he was hot. And, you know, Sakurai wanted to to get the get the Sasuke dick. I can't remember what the the reception was to him of you know like the actual people viewing the show. I want to say it was positive though, and I think people found Naruto kind of annoying because he was the the believe it anime protagonist. And then I look at like you know Vegeta to Goku. Uh, being the exact opposite, and everyone really likes Vegeta. Uh, I admittedly like Vegeta, even though he's dumb as shit. Or like Sashomaru to Inuyasha. Uh, you know, Sashomaru is is a very brooding, stoic, walk around, be pretty, kill guys randomly, but not really do much. And everyone likes him a lot. And it's just kind of funny, like, the the way people accept the different anime protagonist archetypes... Protagonist, maybe not the right word. Anime character archetypes. And, like, as I've gotten older, uh, it doesn't work as well for me. I'm trying to find a list of good brooding characters, and everything's so clickbaity. I hate the internet. I cannot find, like, useful information for this. Yeah. That... One of the things that was kind of neat about... One of the things that was kind of neat about Demon Slayer is it didn't really have that character trope. Like, uh, Zenitsu and, um, Inosuke have, like, elements of, of it, maybe, of, like, you know, Sashomaru or Sasuke, but are largely very different characters to Sashomaru and Sasuke. I think that's one of the reasons why that cast works so damn well, is, like, they, they fill I, their niches pretty well, but they're not, like, so cookie-cutter. I could have sworn, though, wasn't there one... I think later on, there's definitely like hints of like, hey, this character looks like he's going to be the, the sad, brooding, tragic character. Because he shows up in one of the later seasons, and he's got like a gun, and he's shooting like uh, bullets that are loaded with the demon poison, which is kind of cool. Uh, he hasn't, no. I wouldn't say, been around long enough. He was on the first episode. Oh, that's um one of the the, the their version of a Hokage. Like, he's he's not really a main character. I find that interesting. Okay. I, I I mean, I'm not caught up on that either. He, he fits the bill, but, like, he would have been, like, he's already, like, the adult who's done all this stuff, so he shows up once in a while to help out, but he's not really, like, the direct foil to um Tanjiro that, like, Sasuke is to Naruto, where it's really, like, the show's okay. called Naruto, but it is also about Sasuke. That's fair. I guess Sashomaru kind of turns into that, like, he he's not in every episode of Inuyasha. He's in enough, though. Yeah, he's, and that he's in quite a few. And then, huge. Yeah, that's true. That's true. 
Is it bad that I made us talk about anime for 40 minutes? Um, I, 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 it's hard to tell how people fall on the anime train these days because it's like technically more popular than ever. Like manga outsells comic books now, I think, in the United States. You know, yeah, I, I want to say something about statistics, though. I, uh, I, I think anime selling in the U.S. has not climbed that much. I think U.S. comics have dropped off a cliff. That is uh, probably a very fair assessment of of the that goings on, yeah. Um, but but yeah, you're. I, I get your point. <laughs> it's just like I don't know how big like um, My Hero Academia got, right? Like that was everywhere for a bit, and they went on a hiatus, and I don't see anybody talking about it as much. And I think it's just because like the dedicated people are still watching it, but the people that didn't feel like waiting kind of forgot and don't care, which is where i am i think in that mix i i i'm sorry come again um i i I was listening to a podcast and somebody said this uh there was an actor in a movie and like what else has he been in and it was um it's like oh wait no i guess he's a recurring actor on young and the restless and they're like well wait how far back was that because this is an old movie and they're they're like, how long has Young and the Restless been on the air? Um, yeah, that ran fifty seasons. Holy shit! And they were <laughs> they, they, like, they were saying like, wow, that show's been around forever. And then the one guy, I think this is on the Please Stop Talking podcast, but the one guy said Young and the Restless is just one piece for your mom. <laughs> And that's such a great way to describe that show, because it's just, it's too long. Do you ever stop to think how kind of weird it is that the stuff that we, some of the stuff that we grew up with, like video games and Marvel or DC or comic books, um, granted, I was definitely more on the video game train and then the anime train than uh, than that, but like, the whole like nerd culture got popular and it's just pop culture now. I feel like I didn't really talk to a lot of people about anime when I was in high school because I didn't want to admit to being one of those guys that watches a lot of anime. And now a lot of the anime that is like crazy, you know, crazy big, like Demon Slayer is big. Uh, Attack on Titan was huge. My Hero Academia was huge. And, you know, I, I can see like people wearing anime T-shirts at work for like the, the, the big ones that and it's just like, you know, things people watch, you know, it's, it's just a cartoon. Oh. <sighs> And Dude, you know, that transition. I, I have a coworker who's like 65 and he's looking at retiring soon. And he started wearing a one piece shirt because he started watched the show on Netflix. And he's like, this is a really good show. And they have all these shirts on Amazon. But yeah, exactly right. Like I feel like for the longest time and even kind of still is like the idea of like getting into one piece is nuts because there's so much of it and it's so anime. And now there's a fucking live action Netflix show that got renewed for a second season. And you got this guy who went and bought a t-shirt. And it's like the, the mainstreamification of like some of the nerdy shit we grew up on. I know like Big Bang Theory's talked about this too. So it's not like it's a new conversation. But sometimes it does feel kind of weird to be like, you know, I was I was the shitty nerd because I played GameCube and now I see more Nintendo property t-shirts and people playing like Pokemon Go than ever before like stuff i always made fun of because i was playing the wrong video games i was playing pokemon and not halo and now like everybody like plays pokemon go it's just you know someone will pull out their phone and be like oh i gotta catch this pokemon real quick and i'm like wait since when do you fucking care about pokemon and you know i do notice that there has been a shift it, it is can be very strange i wonder about and this is going to clip into my glad space later but i was thinking about superhero movies right uh, the the superhero movie boom kind of started uh, the year like Iron Man and Dark Knight came out, right? Uh that that sounds accurate. Yeah, you you could argue semantics, but th- there was kind of a change when we got Iron Man that started this phase of Marvel, and the film industry yep. has been uh, irreparably changed from that. Yes we've that was that was 2008 that which okay oh my gosh i need a calculator let me see 
uh, it's 2023 now. Uh, that was, see, it was 15. I wanted to say 15. I'm like, that's wrong. I'm so stupid. No, it was 15 years ago. So we had 15 years of basically the same movie and nothing else. And what gets me is that there were like five-year-olds that probably saw Iron Man and they basically grew up only knowing movies as this format. And they're 20 now. They're adults. And they've never like, they, they don't know a time where Hollywood wasn't just Iron Man formula movies. Yeah, when you put it that way, that's pretty bleak. It, it's well, it's just it's weird. But the thing is, a lot of 20 year olds are kind of like, oh, I watched this old movie and it was interesting because it was different. And I think that these things do move in cycles and it's to a point where pretty much everybody's tired of these movies and they're they're finally kind of trending downwards. I don't know that I want some other fad to just replace it and we have the same movie style for 15 years but i do know that this isn't going to be the only kind of movie we have forever yeah yeah and it's i don't know it's gonna be weird <laughs> like everything's based on nostalgia it's gonna be weird seeing like uh kids that aren't born yet maybe 10 years from now they're gonna be like told oh you guys you love scooby-doo your great-grandparents grew up with it, but I'm telling you now, you love Scooby-Doo, so you're going to watch this new Scooby-Doo movie. I kind of think about it in terms of, like, going back to watch uh, a certain genre of, like, 80s action movie and how goofy they all are. And it can be hard to take some of them seriously, watching people, like, fire from the hip and just be ridiculous for an hour and a half. It, you know, they're not very grounded sometimes. Like, even, like... Predator is not really a good example because it's a bit of a deconstruction of that. But like the first third of Predator is just like a dumb like action movie, and there's explosions and and firing from the hip and, and you know people falling out of trees and it's very ridiculous. But like there's a lot of action movies from the '80s that are like that. And going back and watching them can be it can be entertaining, but it can also be like, eh, I don't know about this. And I, I have a feeling that that might be the same thing that happens with all these comic book movies where it's like, some of them are better than others, but they're all just a little bit too made in their, their the time period they were made. And it, it's going to be like inescapable uh, to divorce that. Yeah. And it's just, it's going to be a thing where a time will come where there's a phrase that describes all oh, those 2010s, all those films. And I, well, I think about yeah. like action movies before the Matrix, because after the Matrix, everything had ramping. Yeah, and even that's still going on today. Like even in these superhero movies, everything will slow down so you can see the Thor's hammer flying through the air very slowly. And it's you know you go back and watch Predator, uh, or a Kung Fu movie, and it's just Kung Fu, and they're just punching each other, and it's like, oh, that's cool. And they don't, like, do a CGI slow motion of the sword, you know, very slowly, narrowly missing their chin. And then a CGI hair gets cut off of it or whatever. And it's just, I think styles will change. And so going yeah. back to your original question, it's kind of strange going to the mall and there's two different uh, Japanese slash anime slash pop culture stores that are, like, practically across the walkway from each other. Because everyone's just going in there and buying, like, hey, I remember the A-Team. My dad told me that I remember the A-Team. So I'm going to buy this A-Team t-shirt. And it's like, whatever. But also, you know, new things still creep out here and there. And yeah. I think that's going to keep happening. For sure. I just know, like, if I were, when I was in high school, that um, the PopCon store that's at our mall that I took it to that has all the anime shit, like... I would have loved to have that store because, like, that was a time where I really wanted some of that kind of merch. Um, you know, action figures and stuff. And now, like, I have it available, but I'm like, I don't really... I got enough plastic toys in my house. I, I don't need to co collect more than alien stuff. But it's neat that it's available for people. Like, I'm not disparaging that fact at all. Like, I think it is kind of cool that a wider group of people get to watch these things. And, you know, things can go global in a way that's never happened before. Um, I think ultimately that's good that we have different stories from different 
places and different styles that we can watch because it it keeps you from watching the same Marvel movie over and over. I did a Google search for worst superhero. Oh yeah. I picked the first result and I'm reading the first article and their pick uh was Leather Boy. Yeah, that's um that's a choice. Okay, I objected this list because they also include Comet the Superhorse. And I feel like Comet warrants himself a little better than uh than Leather Boy. Yeah. They're both um they both feel kinda like jokes. Like like they shouldn't have really made it to print. I miss when comics were stupid and not uh interesting Wikipedia articles. Speaking of stupid, do you have a glad space? Um, yeah, sorry. I feel like this episode has been weird. Um but maybe it hasn't. I don't know. Uh what am I glad about this week? Um I know I have one. It might just be something kind of stupid. Like, like I got pretty drunk with my family yesterday, and that was great. And we came back to my house, and I got that freaking giant box in my kitchen that I keep meaning to break down that the Lego set we got my mom was in. And um, she grabs a nut. She puts it all together as a box and grabs a knife and cuts a hole. And then all of a sudden, it was like the best cat toy because it's huge. And so Newt goes in there, and then Ripley gets on top of it. And they, like, we ended up just playing with my cats and drinking for, like, 40 minutes. It was stupid, but it was really fun. And then I got my cats high because I'm like, oh, you know, we're inebriated. You might as well be inebriated too. And um, it was a good night. We had pizza because pizza fucking rocks. And yeah, I don't know. So getting getting kind of trashed with your family and then including your pets in it. That was a, that was a good time. So I guess my glad space was, was basically just Friday. <laughs> well, that does sound good, though. Um, What about you, Cam? Yeah, you glad about anything this week? Yeah, so I don't know what spurred this on, but we ended up watching The Flash, the movie. The new one? Yeah, uh, I liked it. I thought it was fun. I I think I understand the complaints. I think the CGI was kind of bad. But I admit the acting was better than you see in superhero movies. That's good. I guess, what's the word? It was actually emotional. Like... It, it was it was smarter than I expected it to be because I was anticipating it to be just kind of like fan service and more of the same. But they ended up doing a very compelling story that made sense, even though it was stupid time travel and superheroes. I I think that if this is the last like DC superhero movie they made, it'd be okay. You know, if they just like pulled the plug entirely and took a break for a while. But I'm glad that they made. Ooh, to me, I'm glad that they made this one. Uh, That's good. I, I I don't know, like if you liked the Snyder cut of the Justice League movie, then I recommend it. If you didn't watch that, I I don't know that I recommend it to people. But I don't know, it had its moments that were pretty smart. I thought. I, I feel like I know more about DC superheroes because I've read so many fucking comics and there are, there are a lot of cool things to do with that cast of characters and it's weird how DC is I just handled everything um I don't know I I ultimately I probably don't care that much but like it's good when good you know movies are fun and good I'm all, I'll never object to there being more good movies for people to watch I don't like yeah. the Flash as a character. I don't um, either. <laughs> I I I've read enough of the comics to be like I fucking hate everything about this. So I will probably not be seeing the movie uh just on that alone, but I don't know. Aquaman was fun. Didn't they make a second one? I don't know if I saw that. Uh that's supposed to come out in December. Okay. There we go. I I yeah, I don't know that I want to say too much more than that besides I enjoyed it. It was fun to watch with my folks too, but um I did enjoy it for what it was. But I don't know. I'm also getting a little burnt out on superheroes, so 
it's like i didn't plan on making time to watch it but it's like oh that's what we're doing today okay i don't mind whatever uh so i don't know it's um it's it's weird yeah every once in a while because my mom's been going back and rewatching some of the marvel movies we missed um like the new thor one and and i think she's maybe hit up black widow now and she's like, do you guys want to watch these? And everyone else is kind of like, no, we're good. I've seen enough of these. And then, uh, you know, she'll watch it. Like, How was it? She'll be like, oh, it was all right. You know, and it's like, yeah, that's kind of what I expect for most of these. And, and that's all right, too. You know, just like two and a half hours. It was all right. I, I enjoyed it and we'll forget about it. There's nothing really wrong with that. Um, but like you said, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that not being maybe the, the cinema norm. At the same time, like, I never, I don't watch movies when they come out. I'm always six to eight months late. So it's not like I really can talk about the purity of, like, movie zeitgeist when I'm literally never, ever part of it. You know, I think we we did a thing once where we had to, like, write a, uh, I think this is actually your show. We wrote, like, Batman fan fiction. That sounds right. I think it would be fun to do one of our writing exercise episodes again. I think it's been a little while. Yeah, yeah, it has. We'll have to we'll have to think of something we want to write. Yeah. I think that'll be our, our homework to think of something. Okay. But until then, how about we wish everybody a good week? Yeah, you guys, you guys and your good weeks, you should have one. Also, stay tuned for um the Olivia Rodrigo Warrior Tri- Olivia Rodrigo Warrior Chats episode. Um, I did finish that and sent it to you, I think, yesterday night. So there's going to be a bonus one where we talk about pop music, me, Jean-Luc, and Emily. It was fun. Oh. We were totally not offensive, ever. Not at all. Is that going up after this episode? I kind of figure, unless you've already thrown it up. I don't really care. No, it's fine. I just... <laughs> I, it's funny recording things knowing that, like, oh, I'm not going to get around to editing this for a few days. So there's like this weird time delay when I when we like mention things like wait this is a Saturday, I'm going to a Halloween party and knowing full well it'll be January before anyone hears it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I get. I get you. Okay. Well. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>